From across the Midwest, this is Opinions Anonymous, your new favorite podcast. If you can't get enough of us, check us out online at opinionsanonymous.com. In the meantime, sit back, relax, and remember, everyone has an opinion. Ours are just better. Hello and welcome to Opinions Anonymous. Welcome to the May 31st episode, recording on a Friday this week. And let's see who's here tonight. We have Other Luke. Other Luke, how are you? I am wonderful. How are you? Doing great, thank you. And Andy here tonight. Andy, what's up? Not much, Luke. I'm excited. It's a little Friday Night Lights action on the podcast. I'm ready to get going. That's right. The bright lights are on us. Uh, We're going to start this week. We have a great episode. We're going to start off with some emails. You have an email. All right. First email, Simone from France wants to know if anyone watched the Indy 500. Uh, As far as watching the actual race, I don't know about you guys. I kind of forgot that it was happening a little bit, to be honest. I... Turned it on just in time to see about the last, uh, the last, I want to say like 15 to 20 laps. It was right, like the very end of the race, they were on a caution maybe and came back to green flag. And I saw basically the very end of it, which really, that's about as much of the Indy 500 that I really need to digest. Yeah, I'm, I'm even worse than that. I got the bleacher report update on my phone of, random person you've never heard of wins the Indy 500. And I was just like, oh, I guess that happened today. I generally would just say ditto and move on. But this year, I was being a great father that I am. I took both the kids to the park and uh, Truett, one of our great friends, texted and said, hey, uh, you have Cincinnati stations? Is the 500 on? Like, I have Cincinnati stations. I'm at the park with my children. Uh, I will check when I get home. Uh, and he's like, also, you owe me 20 bucks. I put you in for a, uh, Indy 500 drawing. Okay. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I, he, he sent out a, and I was actually in a draft as well for the Indy 500 that happened late Saturday night and didn't conclude until Sunday morning. Cause some people were incapable of making picks, but, um, I, I turned it on. Right when it started, right when the actual race started, I missed all the pre-show festivities. And I've actually never watched the Indy 500 before. It, we, we used to go to a party at my aunt and uncle's, and they would have it on. And this is back when you would turn the antenna to get the Cincy stations. And, but the, the sound was never on because we have a huge family. So I sat down and I watched from the beginning to the end of this race. And it helped that uh, both Truett and Alex came over to watch part of it. And uh, wouldn't you know that I had Simon Paginode as my driver and he went back and forth those last couple of laps and ended up winning. So I, I won $100 and I watched the Indy 500. So uh, Simone, I'm sure no, no coincidence that Simon won. But thank you for the email. I did watch this year. Yeah, there, there's. You mentioned one of my favorite traditions. I, I've got two of them. My favorite traditions regarding the Indy 500. The first being um, all of my uh, everybody that I know who lives in Indiana trying to find a way to watch the race because it's blacked yeah. out <laughs> in Indiana. So all of your Indianapolis stations they won't show the race until prime time, and I'm just 
sitting in sitting at my place just casually turning on the tv realizing that the race is on <laughs> in the middle of the day and like oh yeah <laughs> you're, you're the guy like flipping past it like i'm not gonna watch that shit <laughs> yeah basically basically uh and yeah you know, I, I don't think it's probably any big shock that i'm not a huge racing fan uh, which kind of leads me to my second favorite tradition which is uh, basically everyone in every it, it's this seems to be an Indiana thing because I think it means more in Indiana than it does anywhere else. I don't know how many people actually care about the Indy 500 outside of the state, but everyone in Indiana suddenly becoming like an IndyCar expert, even though it's the one day a year that they actually watch it. And like I, <laughs> I got, was discussing it with a, a, a group chat where my brother was in it and a couple of our friends and and he's talking about like race strategy and like oh this restart that was the best thing pa- uh, Pagano could have asked for I'm like what do you you don't you know nothing about indie car racing why are you even talking about this so what another one of my favorites parts there I will say that the announcers from the Indy 500 deserve a raise I don't care what they're making they deserve a raise because I I turn it on in the first couple of laps. I'm like, okay, maybe they'll tone it down. I, they literally make it sound like something so freaking exciting is going on. And I'm like, maybe this is exciting. Maybe I'm just missing something because the announcers are amazing. Like the entire time they talk like it is the last lap for 200 straight laps. And like, you guys, whatever you're making, you, you they need to double it. Yeah, it's it's interesting that like, and I get the appeal of, the Indy 500 NASCAR events because it's a huge, you know, the, going to the actual event is like a huge deal. It's a huge party, just, you know, a million things going on. And I'm sure it's a ton of fun going and being involved in that. But it, it makes me, it makes me really struggle to comprehend how this hasn't been as big of a deal in the past in, you know, recent years. But I feel like five, 10 years ago, everyone was talking about how NASCAR was like suddenly one of the biggest sports in. Yeah in the United States and I could never really understand it. Cause I'm like, you couldn't, no one could possibly watch that for, for like four hours and like enjoy the whole thing. Like people are mad that baseball games last like three hours and there's not enough action and NASCAR races. I feel like the same thing. All right. Moving on next email. Boomer writes in and says the Bengals are the 14th hardest team to root for and all of sports. Yeah. He wants to know what team we are the biggest fan of and what the best sports moment we've experienced from that team. How did they come up with this ranking? Yeah, I, I'm curious about that as well. I'd like to know what the other 13 teams that are harder to root yeah. for. Are. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> so it was a combination of championship appearances win percentage and maybe it was championship wins win percentage in the playoffs and total win percentage or something like that which so you know, hardest team to root for translates to worst team i i'm that's your words i i think this is <laughs> i think boomer's saying this is the hardest team to root for it's certainly not the worst <laughs> I would guess that the, the going by those metrics, the rankings are for are, are like fairly recent because if you stretch back to I don't know like through the nineties, the Bengals I feel like drop pretty low. Yeah, I mean, sorry, <laughs> the, no the, This isn't. I mean, this is really a, a, the Bengals was just an example. I think he gave. So, if you guys want to talk about another team, <laughs> any any team, yeah, I will. I, 
my interests have changed a lot throughout the years. I used to be a pretty big Colts fan when they were, you know, like when Peyton Manning first started with the team and kind of Good. stopped caring, kind of stuck, stopped caring <laughs> about them after a while. And, uh, you know, I was a big time Ohio State fan growing up, uh, went to Purdue, was still a pretty big Ohio State fan during those, those times. But uh, the last two seasons and this season, again, we're renewing them. I've had season tickets to Purdue football and I have really leaned into that and become a really big Purdue football fan. Um, I, you know, I always kind of was my oldest brother is quite a bit older than me and, and went to Purdue as well. Uh, so I was I was a fan of them when he started going there and and kind of, you know, as I went there and then afterwards being a, a big part of the, you know, the fan base there, it's I, I've just become more and more attached to them. And this year they it, you guys may or may not remember, they played Ohio State, who I'm still a really big fan of. They played Ohio State at home and went to the game, you know, going into it. I was like, man, I don't I don't know who I'm really going to cheer for. Cause like Purdue had lost a couple of easy games. They weren't looking too good on the season. Ohio state was undefeated at the time. And I was like, well, like, you know, if I cheer for Ohio state, like they have a chance to go to the playoff if they go undefeated. So I, I really should be cheering for them, but getting into that environment and being in the stands, it was the absolute most electric feeling that I've ever had at a sporting event. And, you know, I, I felt bad for, some of the, the people that are close to me who are still big Ohio State fans, but Purdue ends up, you know, just dominating that game from start to finish, kind of trounced a, a team that they really had no business beating. And it was, it, it, God, it was so much fun just being there in that moment. And then, you know, the when the clock hits zeros, everybody starts screaming out, streaming out into the field. Me and uh, our group that have season tickets were like, uh, you know, it'll take a while to get down on the field. We, maybe we should just leave. And then eventually we're like, now nah, we're going down there. So we end up getting onto the field and, and partying with everybody down there. And it was just, it, it was unforgettable. I, I don't think I'll ever be a part of anything like that again. So Andy, I've taken you to two Bengals games. I assume you mean other than those, right? This is number three on your list. Uh Oh yeah. I mean, clearly number one is, of course, and our, our friend Alan throwing up in the stands <laughs> at the first game that I went to. That was a that's a, a tough bar to to. Uh, yeah. And number two is us almost getting kicked out of the cold suite because we're the I, I was the only Bengals fan in there being obnoxious when the Bengals. <laughs> yeah, close second there. Close second. <laughs> Well, I'm actually going to follow up Andy with a similar moment. Uh, yes, I love the professional teams, you know, the Colts and Pacers. I'm from Indiana, so of course I'm going to root for them. But I do have that connection with Purdue that's a lot stronger. Uh, and my best moment was the very first Purdue football game I ever went to was in the year 2000 against Ohio State. <laughs> Known well for Drew Brees hitting a 64-yard touchdown pass. I believe it was Seth Morales that caught it. Just an amazing game. You'll always find it on the classic Ben Big Ten games. That's the game that sent them to the Rose Bowl. It was just to be my first college football experience. I will never forget that game. Yeah, that is one where I remember from the other side. I wasn't really a big Purdue fan at the time. And remember being pretty devastated for that loss. So good on you, Luke. I'm 
glad that was your first uh, first experience. That's a hell of hell of a first experience. Yeah, the the experience at White Castle on the way home was not as memorable, <laughs> but uh, still topped off a great weekend. It kind of sounds like it was memorable. Yeah, memorable, not as fun maybe as what you meant. <laughs> well, I mean, you guys know surely by now uh, that I'm a huge Bengals fan, and I've shared many. Bengals stories with you, probably my best, probably my worst. So instead of sharing a memory uh, this time, I, I'm i going a slightly different route. I actually actually wrote a little song. Oh, boy. I'm excited that, for that this. I'd, uh, that I'd like to share for you guys. <laughs> All right. Um, so, so bear with me as I play my first live song. C-I-N, C-I-N. N A T I Cincinnati is the team I love until the day I die. We never win too much. Our team's a bunch of thugs. And during the games, I'm always that guy. I'm the only fan that still shows up. No other fans seem to give a beep, but I'm here to tell you just why. Our quarterback is a redhead. Most people would rather see him dead. And a nickname that would make all the other dogs stare. Our receiver's name is Adriel, which is kind of like Ariel, who was that one mermaid who also had red hair. Our running back, he punched a girl, but before that, he rocked her world, but in like a non-domestic violence kind of way. Our offensive line and defensive backs are second-string bombs who catch some flack. But that one safety did bang Mary Grace. Uh, that's for Alan. That's an inside joke. <laughs> so the team's in shambles. They're not too good. The stadium sits in the hood. People say, Luke, please tell us why. It's the only place where I can get drunk. I can laugh and joke and hit a punk. And like a good movie, the ending makes me cry. But from the day I was born until the day I die, I'll always love. Yes, I'll always love C-I-N, C-I-N, N-A-T-I. Thank, thank you. Thank you. We need to give you an extra day to prep every single week. <laughs> I, I love Cincinnati, and I just want, want everybody to know. So the Bengals. <laughs> Win or lose. <laughs> Well, it was very, very well done, Luke. I, I, the only the only thing I want to say about that is, uh, you, I thought every song you ever played was done was recorded and performed live, 
Of course. Um, yeah. So I, I just, that was maybe just a slip of the tongue or something like that when yeah. you said that yeah. it was the first time doing that. Also, a, a line in there that maybe, maybe most fans wouldn't understand. Um, Andy Dalton, sometimes known as the Red Rocket, is where <laughs> um, certainly the nickname that the dogs would stare at it comes from. About two <laughs> lines later, I caught it. Yeah, on you got that. it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, the, the first of many guitar songs, I would hope on this podcast so good good luck to you uh you know practicing with a, a house full of small children yeah um, all right that's it for emails i that might be it for me too i don't know <laughs> and on a high note i like it so we just talked a little bit about college sports well andy and i went to college together and if i remember correct andy you studied biology uh yeah that is correct uh, so I actually had a question for you this week re- in regards to that that and your time in college. Uh, what is the difference between an enzyme and a hormone? Well, I, you know, I wasn't the best student, so I, I don't know that I can really explain that very well. What is the difference between an enzyme and a hormone? You can't hear an enzyme. <laughs> <laughs> You know, Luke, it, it's times like this when I realized that maybe part of the reason why I wasn't the best student was the fact that we, you, I often enlisted you to help me study for, <laughs> for exams. So realizing that may have been a bad idea. <laughs> Could have been it. Okay, so moving on from that great joke of the week, we're just going to pop into kind of some miscellaneous stuff this week. Uh, we d- we've got one news item here. India is opening 600 Taco Bell restaurants in the next 10 years, uh, they'll become the most, the second most Taco Bell country. I'm going to assume after Mexico, where I believe Taco <laughs> Bell is, is authentic too. And the question with this news item here is if we could have one restaurant put in our homes, what would it be? I think I'm just mostly shocked because Indian food already makes me shit like crazy. So are they just immune to Taco Bells there? Is is that why it's such a good idea? Yeah, one would think so. I also I'm really curious as to what like you always hear about the the fast food items that different countries have, uh, you know, around the world, like the different McDonald's at different in different countries serving crazy things. Like I know in Germany they have McBeer, which is <laughs> kind of, you know, basically everyone saw that coming, but (laughs) I'm just curious as to what sort of Indian flair you would add to like a cheesy gordita crunch, perhaps. Well, I, I, people joke about it with Chinese or maybe even Taco Bell, but they, they will have dogs in that meat. Right. What I was saying is how is this different than Taco Bell in the United States? (laughs) Valid point. Yeah. The Chihuahua is just no longer the mascot. (laughs) He was until India opened their first one in. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, PETA, don't add us for for that. Uh, I, I'll jump in because I feel like I've gone very heavily into the Taco Bell fandom on this podcast in the past. And I, I think a lot of people would probably expect me to say Taco Bell as the restaurant I'd want in my home. Really, well, thinking about it now, having any restaurant in my home is absolutely ridiculous because it's about eight by 10 is, is my apartment. So I don't think you could really fit much in here. 
here. But in an ideal situation, I think I'm going to be honest, I think I would have a Chick-fil-A because just every single thing on the menu is really, really good. I love me. I I just love Chick-fil-A. Like, I don't think you can go wrong. You got some breakfast stuff in there. You got great chicken sandwiches. Uh, It's closed on Sunday. So, you know, that's one day a week where (laughs) I, I can't actually eat it. So I think that's I think that's the way to go. I think if I was having something in my house, it would probably have to be Olive Garden. I, I love oh, pasta, and I can get breadsticks anytime I want. They've also got that light salad option that's never ending as well. Don't <laughs> forget about that when you're feeling feeling a little froggy. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I don't think a salad's on my menu, but yes, it is an option. <laughs> I actually think I would have to go with maybe B-dubs. I love the wing aspect, and B-dubs has gotten much worse in the last five five to ten years, but they still have some several options. So they have like wraps that are really good, burgers that are that are okay, and obviously wings. I, I'm a huge wing fan. Um so probably B-dubs if I don't have to bitch about the outrageous price that they now charge, and then they can improve their food a little bit. I'm I'm gonna go wings. Can you go circa like 2006? Yeah, if if that's possible, I definitely want that. It's kind of like your chicken fries, Andy. B-dubs has gotten worse. Like their their wings have gotten worse for, and then more expensive, which is bizarre. Yeah, hard hard to understand there. Although they did add the dry rub wings recently, which I'm a big fan of. So good on them for that. Yeah. I do want to circle back really quickly, other Luke, to your Olive Garden point. It, I didn't have this in my head at all, and just totally rem- remembered this. I've, I've so I follow the uh, the Cincinnati cities like Reddit page just to kind of keep up on different things going on in the city. And someone had posted earlier in this week. I forget what restaurant it was that got it was being closed down. It was like I don't know, like an Applebee's or a Chili's or something of that ilk. And it was like big win for this certain part of town. This Applebee's is closing down and is being turned into an Olive Garden. And I, I, I kind of saw that. I was like, like I get it, but I don't know. Olive Garden's fine, but it's that like a huge change for you? Like, what do you have going on that an Olive Garden coming in? Like, that would be huge for the town we grew up in, for like Greensburg or Oh, absolutely. Yeah. For like Cincinnati, where there's probably 10 Olive Gardens within the city. How is that a big win? So I just saw that and, and had to laugh. Yeah, I mean, as as much as I love Olive Garden, I I just see that as being, oh, another decent restaurant coming in. That that makes no sense that you would like bash <laughs> the other restaurant and say that was such an upgrade. Yeah, or or be like, wow, I can't believe we're finally getting it. It's not like fucking Gordon Ramsay's opening a restaurant in your neighborhood, <laughs> a chain restaurant. It's like saying McDonald's closed down and Wendy's is coming to town. Like, okay, it's like the same thing. It's better, but still. All right, moving on. Luke, what what else do we have to go over this week? I don't know if we can do this bit uh, without visuals, but a video is going around of a woman certainly doing her best to gallop around on all fours like a horse. And I, I just have to get you guys' thoughts on this. Yeah, and I think probably the move here is we'll just link this video when we release this episode, so that way everybody can watch it at the same time. But it, it I, I agree with you. There's really not much more to say about it other than this is just a video of a woman like running around on all, all fours, galloping like like a horse would. Here, I'll I'll try and try and explain it a little better. 
I'll I'll try and give the listeners a little visual here. So it's a 45-second clip, and it starts really with just this girl's ass, a close-up of it. (laughs) So I'm I'm sitting here thinking, okay, I like where this is going. She's got her hands on the – she's bent over with her hands on the ground. So then she starts kind of moving slowly, and it's like, okay, this is awkward. And then she starts going a little faster, and then she's like a full-on gallop. And at this point, I'm impressed, because it literally, it, it does not look human, really. It's actually very impressive. And as you go on, then she's being chased by a dog. She's going almost as fast as the dog, so once again, I'm impressed. And then can we talk about her running and jumping over this picnic table? Because I don't know how it's humanly possible. Yeah, it was a real kind of like parkour move, I thought, that she just kind of threw in there, which I, I like it, Like you said, I was, it was impressive. I will give her that. I mean, with like how high her ass is up in the air, I don't think she had much, much to push off with. Mm-hmm. So like the fact that she completely clears it, I, like I said, it's weird, but I'm impressed. Now, I, I don't want to take away the fact that obviously... She's bold on several levels to have this on the internet, but she's also doing this in yoga pants, which which seems pretty bold. But at, at the point where you're galloping around like a horse, I, I guess you just don't care. Yeah, I don't think so. And I mean, it's I, I guess I don't know what appropriate horse yeah. running attire would be. So maybe that's just the, the most comfortable for her. What I really didn't understand about it, I kind of I kept waiting for. I guess some sort of punchline or like I was waiting for it to be like a joke, like at the end for her to get up and like laugh about it or something like that. But that never really happened. It just seemed to be more serious than anything. It was just like, Hey, here's this video clip of me. This is what it would look like if I was a horse. And it's just confounding. Just by watching, you know, that it's very well practiced because it's good. Like it's legitimately, (laughs) It's accurate, so it's not like, hey, guys, watch this. I'm going to be a horse. It's like I have studied how horses gallop, and now I've practiced this for six months. Watch. I mean, it's really bizarre. It's like a. this is really how – this is the most efficient way to move. Like, we should go back to this. That's kind of the feeling that I got from it. And, I, I, I mean, I'm not on board. Uh, I'll – well, yeah, no, I'm I'm not on board in any way. All right, that was that was just something really weird that that we came across. So it's even weirder if you kind of skip through like freeze frame and just catch her in different poses. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hearing I hear clicking. Is that what you're doing right now? <laughs> yes, it is. I apologize. <laughs> yeah, other Luke, you brought up a good point where like it, it starts and it's just kind of her on all fours with her ass in the air. And yeah. I was kind of like, oh, I've seen this before. I've, I've, been here. <laughs> I've seen this video on the internet before. I know where this goes, but it did not. It took a, actually, I guess it didn't take a left turn. It just kind of stayed exactly <laughs> where it was. It never went anywhere else. All right, let's, uh, let's go ahead and close up shop on that note. Um, thanks everybody for listening this week. Be sure before, before this episode even ends, go to our <laughs> website, opinionsanonymous.com and, you know, Make sure to check out our merch. We got merch on there. Go to the store. It's you can link to it from the site. Buy some buy some shirts. Luke was wearing a, a great opinions anonymous shirt when we played cards the other day. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, also, don't forget to follow us on our social media platforms at Opinions and Pod, and go to Apple Podcasts, go to the Google Play Store, make sure to subscribe, rate us five stars, leave a review, you know, go back to the Opinions Anonymous website, leave comments on the, on the page. Uh, a, a lot of ways you can interact with us, and we really encourage that. So for, for this week, we've had Luke, and we've had other Luke. I've been Andy. Thanks for listening, everybody. I'm, I'm going to play our outro. No, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We're going to let our Austra- <laughs> Australian fan uh, tell you that we're done today. Thanks for listening to Opinions Anonymous, mate. The podcast that reminds you everyone has an opinion. Ours are just better. Cheers. We might end up doing dad stuff tonight, and I'll just fucking do it by myself because I'm tired of seeing it on here. And this, this would fall under... <laughs> This would fall under dad stuff. So I, I made it clear. I, I, I think maybe you guys know, maybe you don't. I left my job for like a three to four month period. And when I came back, I made it clear that like just with Tara's night schedule and stuff that I would be leaving work around four every day unless something crazy is going on and that I'm happy to work from home. But I just need to be home so she can go to work and all this stuff. So that often means I'm like taking calls in the evenings when I'm at home which is perfectly fine, but <laughs> they're usually conference calls and I don't have to talk all that much. But somehow this week, I my phone came off of mute <laughs> and I was like, me and Hux were like just playing around and it was on mute and he like screams, not like crying screaming, but screams so loud and everybody on the phone just gets quiet and one guy goes, okay. And then like goes, starts talking and I'm like, shit. <laughs> That's like that is one of my legitimately like one of my biggest like causes of anxiety. Even when like I rarely am on a call after work, like recently, or you know outside of work when I'm not in the office. And even just being like in the office by myself, like being on mute, I'm so like <clears throat> conscious of when the mute's on. Even oh, just background it, it, noises yeah. that I would make, even if it wasn't on mute. Like, <laughs> I'm so paranoid about it. The, the bitten by a snake part was for Kyle, so we might leave that off. Oh, okay. I was, I was wondering I was, if there was I, a story there. I really don't even know what that means, but somebody tweeted at us that Kyle was possibly bitten by a snake. So, <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm sure that's in reference to his time in the snake pit. Like, okay. I could, Which I literally... <laughs> That just clicked in my head. So, thought there were lots of snakes just slithering around, and one of them got it. <laughs> like extreme racing. C I N C I N N A T I. Cincinnati is the team I love until the day I die. God damn it, I dropped the fucking pick in the guitar. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Short short break. That was incredibly (laughs) impressive uh, based on the fact that you spelled Cincinnati right while strumming a guitar. That was was amazing. (laughs) I was trying to keep track in my head. I was like, did we miss something there? No, we didn't. Yeah, I'll I'll follow that up, Andy. Mine also probably very known on the podcast. Uh, I would have a Hooters in mine. Uh, 
the, the food's okay, but you know why I have it in mind, right? Let's get those girls in my basement. We'll see what happens. Oh, wait, wait, no. that's that's not oh, a creepy, no. dude. That was that was creepy. Yeah, it wasn't even women. It was girls. Women, women, women. Come here, girls. Come to my basement. <laughs> I got some popsicles in my freezer. <laughs> hey guys, how'd your uh, how'd your podcast how'd your podcast end? Uh, the fucking FBI got a hold of it. <laughs> well, we all ended up on this registry that you can look up online. <laughs> oh.